0: It paired very interestingly because depending on like I guess you know I'll take right now if I were to take this a slice of the amount of time I've been devoting it's been 80-20 for me like I've been putting eighty percent of my time into Destiny granted because we have we have Shadow keep coming up and twenty percent of my time into into fourteen and I think like Yoshi P does say that fourteen is is a game that you can you should take breaks from but. As you know, when when you're a content creator, it's a little bit different because you have to have this sort of like, you know, I I, it's hard keeping two main games and 14 used to be my main game. So it's like you're always trying to figure out something to do in the game that the the director himself says you should be taking breaks from.
1: Welcome, everybody, to Casually Hardcore, episode 36 here. Joining us, we've got Avalon Star. We're going to be talking a lot about Destiny, about Final Fantasy, maybe even a little bit of WoW Classic. If you guys haven't checked us out before, uh, last week we had Xandry on the podcast. You can find us on Google Play, I was about to say Stadia. Stadia, why not? (laughs) Uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, pretty much wherever podcasts are found. Uh, We've got a lot to dive into. And if you guys don't know or haven't followed Avalon Star, uh, we got to hang out with him out of the media tour. Fantastic creator, really big into the UI. Used to work for Twitch, I believe. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was a great time hanging out with you. He was at our table at the media tour. Uh, Brian, why don't you introduce yourself uh, to people who might not have heard of you and what you do and what you love to play.
0: Hi, uh, I'm Avalon sorry. I also go by Brian, which is why I'll be going by Avalon Star during this podcast, or Avalon, because just to prevent any confusion. Uh, I'm, I guess, I'm a, I'm a passion-driven driven gamer. I like playing MMOs right now, and like JRPGs, and um, Destiny Two and Final Fantasy 14 are sort of my main games. Uh, I used to be a web designer, uh, so I've had a complete other career before this one as a content creator. So I have a lot of like knowledge and experience that I bring into to gaming via that. Um, and I'm Avalon star on all the, on all the social medias and stuff like that. Um, and got a wonderful discord full of amazing people too.
1: So guys, if you're watching this podcast uh, or also just listening, check the links in the description below. We'll have links to his Twitter, to his Twitch, to his YouTube. That way you can go give him a follow, uh, check out his content and uh, say hello from uh, the work to game crew. Uh, so, uh, just a little bit of business before we dive in. This is always a conversational podcast, so we have a outline. The goal is hopefully we can try to stick to it, It'd be a first for us if we actually stick to the full outline. But we do want to say thank you to our partnership with Exit Lag. If you guys are having any kind of lag issues in your game, you might want to check them out. If you use the link in the description or the code do work. you can save 20% off, you get three free days to check them out. And also we just recently had a new uh, business partnership with Shadow PC. We've been playing around with them. We were actually in the pre-show talking about uh, cloud gaming Uh, if you guys are interested in any of that check also the link we'll have a link in the description below as well if you want to check them out you get ten dollars off which is like you can try basically try it out for free uh with using our link and then you can check it out for a couple days and see if it's something that is interesting to you as well as if it will work in your area all right guys are you ready to have some fun there's a lot going on this week and i don't want this to be a wow classic podcast but i have to open up with it hot take wow classic avalon star where do you fall
0: I'd like to give it a shot because, like, when it came out, the, when it came out, while I was in college, I, I I played it for about five minutes. I'm a very visual person, right? So I went in and I'm like, I don't like the look of the characters. Mm-hmm. Went into like the training area and then logged out after five minutes. I happened to owe my community since we hit a sub goal, like I would be bringing my character into WoW. Granted, you know we're designing these characters in a, you know, pre, in like that that character creator. So it looks like my my. My OG um, original character looks like he's in his midlife crisis or something like that, but I'm actually really looking forward to you know to actually giving it a shot and uh, seeing if it if it works for me at all, having never played it really.
1: <laughs> Chris, q times. How how are they? How are you uh, how you getting around them? Do you have streamer privilege? <laughs>
2: uh oh, I mean, I'm sure people are asking that, except that Brian's not on. Uh, so the way I'm getting around them is I played wow, I played wow vanilla. So I understand how the servers get congested. So what I do is I set my alarm earlier than other people and then I get up and I toss myself in a shorter queue and then I, you know, take a nap, get breakfast, whatever. And then I'm on when I would not normally want to play. So instead of waiting until peak hours to, to fire up my client and then being told there's 20,000 people that had the same idea, uh, I am, I'm doing that. And then like when the servers went down for an hour, I didn't take that hour and go do other things. I quickly went and got food and I sat at my desk and I ate and I kept booting the client, booting the client, booting the client, and after nine minutes it led me to the character select screen, which means I'm past the queue. So as soon as the server came back up, I was in. Uh, And so like, just understanding how that kind of works, it gets you way in front of everybody else. And then don't take breaks. Like, So instead of playing an hour in the morning and an hour at night, play two hours in one chunk because that that queue is for that initial serving. Mm -hmm. So when you get off, assume that you're logging off for the day and that'll save you a lot of frustration.
1: So on that note though, it's like, now that you actually have the shadow PC installed on your actual phone, I'm curious to see is that if you have to go to work, if there's a value in you booting it up, uh, if it's got that (laughs) five hour queue, you're like, well, I'm gonna be home in five hours. Might as well just try to log in now, put myself into the queue. Or or if you don't have access to that, you can always call a loved one and be like, hey, listen, I know it's one o'clock in the afternoon, but I would like to have the opportunity to try to play when I get off work. Could you log me in and just tell me what the queue time is saying? Um, so the queue time is an interesting thing. Uh, you know, before we kind of dive into our main topic with Final Fantasy XIV and, uh, and, and Destiny 2, essentially the Year of Shadows better together. Uh, mm-hmm. people have been saying, uh, wow, classic failure at launch, uh, because they have like a uh, hundred billion people trying to log in to these servers. Should they have made more servers? Uh, Chris, you, you got a smile on your face. I want I want your thoughts.
2: So I've, I've already recorded my I recorded my initial impressions after I logged off the first day, haven't put out that video, but I wanted to get them fresh. And I've already recorded a video talking on this topic. That'll be coming out. But simple answer is like, what other business would you say was a failure because it had too many clients? Like, what other business would you say, yeah, that store, they like sold out of all their stuff at the price that they set? Failure. Oh, like, where, like, where else would you do that? So, like, yes, servers are servers are finite. And so, like, I know we think of, like, the cloud as this remote thing, and there's just an infinite amount of Internet out there, and they'll just spin up another server. But, like, that represents a physical machine and things like that. So, they set out to sell a certain amount of space on their servers. And they've got too many people that want it. So yes, more would be better, but uh I don't think I don't think failure is quite the right word.
0: Have people have people really been saying that that yeah. it's a failure because they can't like it's like, hey, I'm the cons of failure because I wanted to see Marvel uh Marvel news at, in Hall H, but I had to wait thirty six hours to get in. Like that's not the, <laughs> that's completely backwards logic to me. Well, all right, here, we go. Okay. here we go. I'm, the I'm demand gonna... the demand is there. Yeah. And like they, it's limited supply. This is like economics 101. Chris, here
2: we go. I just I just Googled Wow Classic launch. Business Insider launched. It was a fiasco. Kotaku launch was kind of nostalgic. Sure, a rocky launch is kind of nostalgic. Sure. Rock Paper Shotgun queues are long enough that people are even queuing in games. Uh, Polygon uh, exp- launch experience dependent on your race. Like so many of these are are just they're negative. Overcrowded servers. Oh. Um, drawing on nostalgia like they're ripping on like oh well it's a failure because it's old content it's a failure because people can't get in
1: look at the front page of youtube like the first thing i saw when i'm there is like the same thing uh, youtubers saying the same thing honestly i think there's a general fatigue though that within the gaming community of this this negative uh kind of you know driving the clicks kind of perspective like i honestly wonder if there's been Uh, a shift in the algorithm though because when I went and started crunching some numbers still doing a lot of research but essentially that I think essentially gamer fatigue is, is is kind of reaching a point where they don't all right like oh someone's got a negative title avoid it uh, and, and and look for something a little bit more. but there's still that mindset. I don't know if uh, youtubers have te- technically caught on, but immediate like negative draws in people like, oh, is it a failure? Is it a failure? Honestly, I think when you go look at like over 1.2 million people watching uh, Wow classic on on you know streams on Twitch <laughs> <laughs> like that says beyond the beyond the like just the demand and the supply and beyond that, that there is a general interest. I think this is a science experiment that we're getting to see play out in real time. To I think answer it's the amazing, question, actually, go ahead. Yeah, why is it amazing? I think it's.
0: I think it's amazing, honestly, because like we were talking before, before we even started, before we even went live, the concept of the fact that like we're living in a world where WoW gets to try again, where where there where we're getting the nostalgia that we're getting the true nostalgia that people you know people are supposedly tired of, right? Mm-hmm like you know we're getting all the remakes we're getting all the of movies and games and all these things and it's like it's like hey i'm i'm tired of this stuff but give me that right the right one then you want to hit that nostalgia button for me then you know i'll i'll gladly jump in and do it and it it's it's just it's just okay. so, like wow has been that you know that game for so many people so I don't know i th- I think there's they're they're trying to put a fifteen year old game in today's logic when people want to go back to when things were simple again when things were simple and hard and and different and not you know not run by marketing departments you know it was like for the love of the game that kind of thing and i I mean I don't play and I don't play wow, but I can kind of understand having played like Ragnarok online back in the day like yeah. Understand the drawback to that. Ragnarok Online is a game that I will always go like, man, I want to play that. Like, I know exactly what it would take. I know exactly what I would do, but I want to do it again just because I want to relive that moment back then. And I think you know, it's not something you can measure with metrics. It's not something you can me- measure in numbers. It's this tangible, feelsy feeling that you know, no, no, uh, advertising agency or no shareholder can understand. You know, it doesn't drive up the stock price at all in a, a, you know, in a direct manner. So they don't, they don't get it. And I think, I think the same thing is for, you know, for people that like, I would wonder the people that wrote those articles that you found, Chris, that like, are those people that played it in the, are are those people that one played it or two, just looking for, just looking for something to, uh, to shit on?
2: I, I, I mean, I, I think it's it's fun to crap on it. It's fun to see some. You want to see something fail, so you had it in your head that it's going to be a failure, and then some part of it goes negative, and you're like, "Wow, they botched it! Like, way to mess that up." Knew that was coming. And it's like, I think I think you're wrong. Like, and that's okay. I've been wrong before, and I'll be wrong again. Yeah, uh, I knew that I would like it. I knew that my bias, my nostalgia goggles would at least carry me through enough to justify that first month sub. And then I would be able to step back, pull off the goggles and say, do I want to keep paying for this? Or do I want to get out while I'm ahead? Right? You're ahead at the table. You're up money. Do I want to just tap, pack up my money and leave? Like, okay, that was fun. You know, leave on yeah. a high note, very like breaking bad. like, let's com- well, it's
0: yeah, fun. It's completely okay to do that too. It's not like, you know, you have to buy into a game and you buy into it forever. Right. You know, like these subscription models are like, oh man, it's fourteen ninety nine a month to play Final Fantasy. Like, well, we have a we have an unlimited free trial, and if you want to try it a month and you don't like, you know, the patches and ARR, then okay, thanks, we tried. I'm you're like- out fifteen bucks.
1: <laughs> yeah. There's there's worse things that can happen to you, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you, didn't, you didn't invest sixty or one hundred and twenty, and then you're like, that was not worth it. Um, I, I want to dive in on on an idea of nostalgia real quick, though, because yeah. uh, you know, like Avalon, you're talking about Ragnarok. Uh, Chris, mm-hmm. you're saying like you know uh, you're got the like you're like well is nostalgia going to be something that carries this forward uh, from Wild Classic? The only way we know the only the only answer to that question is here in six months. If yes. here in six months it's like hey Chris, like are we going to play fourteen today? And you're like oh man, I'd love to, but uh, you know I'm working on you know this whatever in Wild Classic, et cetera. If people are still driven in six months, it's going to be, I think, proof that there is a an, an economy, that there is a market willing to support it. I am rooting for Wild Classic Beyond Belief, but I'm going to share my thoughts regarding nostalgia. Chris, uh, it, is nostalgia enough?
2: Well, I, I mean, I think unfortunately for the news cycle, the only way to know if it's successful in six months is to wait. And we're all on the same train. It's going to take all of us six months to get there. And so mm-hmm. there's no way to get in advance and see that coming. So we're all guessing. Um, I, I don't really know if nostalgia enough is a lo- I don't think that's enough because then you're relying on the initial player base all playing and many of them aren't going to play. Um, but I, I will say that like, there are a lot of people who never played that wanted to that are also playing. There are a lot of people who maybe, I mean, I'm seeing people in some of the forums that I'm in say, I wasn't gonna play, but after hearing how much fun you guys are having, I think I'm going to. So that word of mouth, that contagiousness that is, that is a hallmark of all successful game of the year games how many people bought god of war that never played a god of war didn't watch it coming up to launch heard about how good it was went out and bought it how many people did that with octopath traveler how many people have done that with shadowbringers those are the titles that come to mind recently but the list goes on and on and on and on how many people sit there and say okay now that my friends are playing i'll play how many people got into wow the first time because of that i got tired of all my friends talking about wow all the time uh isn't that what Datto said? Didn't Datto say that he was the yep. last of his friends to hop in? And mm-hmm. you know, we had Datto here on the podcast. He, he's like, I wasn't going to play WoW, but I got tired of my friends always talking about this freaking game, and I didn't know what they were talking about. So <laughs> I think I think it's enough because it's, it's a $15 a month game, guys. It only has to be worth one month. $60, you should buy four months of this at once and then make up your mind uh, if you're going to compare it to other $60 full titles. So I think that's
0: the, that's the thing. It's like, it's not just nostalgia, like nostalgia isn't enough. But if, nostal- if the nostalgia you have has also has an aspect of connection, then yes, that is enough. Because if you have the people that are going to keep you there, and I'm I can say this from experience, because like of all, you know, the community that I've built on my channel through 14, through playing 14 alone with my wife, to starting an FC, to growing that FC, and to pulling people into both 14 and D2 that have like, you know what? I've been interested in this, but because I trust you and because I have a connection to you, Avalon, I'm going to play this. And then it's up to me to keep that connection going so that we can continue to play it together. Otherwise it's like, yeah, okay. I have a nostalgia for a game. Like uh, going back to the Ragnarok online thing, Mm -hmm. I have nostalgia for Ragnarok online. I can go back. If I go back alone, it's be like, okay, well that was fun. Whereas if I go back in with my wife, because we played together for years, mm-hmm. it's going to be that we're going to be reliving this thing. We're be grinding for the things that we used to get, you know, glamour of the end game kind of thing. Like so, the nostalgia. Some of the, the nostalgia for some people won't be enough because it's it was just them. But if they if it's nostalgia plus people, like people are playing, people are squad streaming this on Twitch. The biggest streams are all squads. They're all they're all on Discord. They're all talking together because that is part of the experience. And you can't look at an MMO in the in the view of a single player game because it's not that right. And that's, that's that's the wonder of MMOs in general is that you get to play them with other people and those people pull you forward. Even if you're the last one, even if you're Dado and you're the last one to come in, you'll still figure out if those connections are are strong enough to keep you going in the game.
1: So I want to speak on it for just a, a brief minute nostalgia, because I have no nostalgia for WoW classics. My nostalgia is Final Fantasy XI. That was my entry point into the MMO. My first RPG online was, uh, you know, was uh, Fantasy Star Online. Um, but that's not a traditional MMO. And so then you go into Final Fantasy XI, it's just like living, breathing world. When I'm sitting here, I'm only at level six in WoW Classic. I wasn't planning on playing it, but then literally I was like, why not? Like, I, it, just from an experiment perspective, let me go touch it. And then I get in, I'm playing, and I, I'm learning. I have no connection to the Horde. I've got no connection to this world. And immediately I'm blown away by it. I'm just, it's just like, holy crap. This feels amazing. And then all of a sudden this like seed of hope gets planted and it's hope that if this is successful, if the market says, wow, classic, that's what we've been missing. If the market says in our pursuit to grow MMOs, we lost something, we sacrificed something and we, we, we kept playing. And so the data kept showing that like, oh, we like this, but then, in reality, like the data is just telling us that people are playing because of nostalgia and because of sunken cost, but the soul, the heart and soul of what makes an MMO, that community, that driving factor, that like the world's dangerous, we have to survive together um, or we die alone. That kind of concept, not a so- single player solo crush everything and then eventually you get to some content that requires you know people to play together. Um, the heart and soul, I think, for the MMO is being fought right now, and it's being tested. And that's mm-hmm. where the seed of hope is like, if, if the market can show that it's sustainable, like if more people play WoW Classic than WoW Retail, it's, one, it's the same sub. Uh, if, more, if all of us, and they're like, holy crap, WoW is back up to 12 million subscribers, but they're not playing retail, then it tells, I think it tells the world like what actually makes an MMO an MMO. And it, we thought it was all these other things. You know? And not that all quality of life is bad quality of life, but the thought is, is that could Final Fantasy 11 remastered? And the only reason I have to tag in remastered to it is because play online, the PlayStation dev kits, like they have, they would have to say, okay, we're going to get the heart and soul of what made it, but we're going to have to remaster it. Cause we can't put that in, uh, in the market today. Cause there's certain aspects that wow, classics easy to get in- installed. It's easy to jump into,
0: mm. uh,
1: 11, I've got that installed and I've, and I play that from time to time, but it's not like, Oh, just do this. It's like, Hey, Chris, here's these 15 steps that you need to take to play this game. That's 14 steps too many <laughs> WoW classic was installed And then I, and then, then it loaded up for me and I was, I was ready to it go. it. all so fast. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, it's so Violet, small too. So
0: small, <laughs> yeah. It's
1: so it's small in comparison. Like, when
0: 2.6 gigabytes is small. Yeah, exactly. People had, people had uh, I
2: mean, D, the fancy people had DSL connections back then. Like it, Ooh, DSL. So it's so fast.
1: So anyway, that's where I hope that in six months that it's just, it's crushing. I hope that in six months, it's just, it's just going amazingly well, because I think that could essentially, does that put us on a new trajectory? People talk about like, okay, well, aren't they, if they continue to release the expansions like they did, aren't they going to eventually end up back at BFA where they're not happy? Mm -hmm. Maybe, but maybe there's also there's an opportunity it all depends on how the community responds and it's going to be an interesting test because you said you're married i'm married chris is married we all have wives we all have lives we all have family you know how does this get balanced in today's economy and is it does it make sense right because you play final fantasy 14 avalon you play destiny if you kind of touch into wow etc Like, yeah, it gives us a lot of content that we can create, but how can a, a a person who's logging off of work, uh, logging off work. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like (laughs) Like, I'm logging (laughs) off from work tonight, guys. Like, what do you do, buddy? Um, the, but then being able to kind of participate at the same time, also have a healthy balance in life because worst case scenario is, oh gosh, like, you know, people forgot to, you know, feed their kids and, you know, like you hear there could be horror stories because people get so can get so obsessed and connected with these games so it's i think i think Wild classic meat looks to me like a battle for the heart and soul of what it means to be an mmo in 2019 and it's going to be i'm so excited to watch what happens that's that's my piece on it okay i
0: agree i agree (laughs) it's gonna be a great case study either way yeah and i'm glad that we actually get that chance in modern gaming to see that that's so
1: important that's so important okay so All right, let's dive into our main topic because uh, one of the really cool things about uh, Avalon that if you guys don't know, 14 content creator, also huge Destiny creator. We had Dado on the podcast. We've had Rick Caucus on the podcast. I think this is a great conversation to bring in the best of both worlds. One of the things that I did before I was a content creator is I played an insane amount of Destiny. Chris did too. Uh, we started uh, and then a lot of people like found us because of 14, which is fantastic. And uh, Destiny 2 launched. It failed. It, it betrayed me, in my opinion. And I quit. And I'm so happy I did. And I'm so happy to be back right now because they've made the corrections that I said that they needed to make. I said, like, here's the litmus list, guys. Like, we can't keep doing this. Like, you got to fix it. And I think the reason they're making a lot of these changes is because they left Activision. Um, and that's just, that's my personal belief. Uh, it, I think it's somewhat, the actions are supporting that from a factual perspective, but it's still rooted in theory. Like, I do not have evidence oh, yeah, that course. says, oh, uh, here in the contract, Bungie had to be, a you know, do stupid things. But that's just my personal belief. It's more of an emotional argument than it is, like, rooted into actual factual stuff. But... They're making the changes. I've come back and I am blown away. And then we're, we we, have, we scheduled Avalon and I'm like, He's, keeps, he keeps playing Destiny. This is what i <laughs> like. This is great. This is the year of shadows. Yeah. So my first question, my first kind of main question here. Yoshi P continues to reinforce that Final Fantasy 14 is a game that you can take breaks from. How does this pair well with Destiny? Avalon.
0: It pairs very interestingly because depending on like I guess you know I'll take right now if I were to take this a slice of the amount of time I've been devoting it's been 80-20 for me like I've been putting eighty percent of my time into Destiny granted because we have we have Shadow keep coming up and twenty percent of my time into into fourteen and I think like Yoshi P does say that fourteen is is a game that you can you should take breaks from but. As you know, when when you're a content creator, it's a little bit different because you have to have this sort of like, you know, I, I it's hard keeping two main games and 14 used to be my main game. So it's like you're always trying to figure out something to do in the game that the that the director himself says you should be taking breaks from. So Destiny fits in to that mainly because like Destiny is like Luke and team. They keep they they look at it differently. They're like, we want to keep giving you reasons to play the game. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, I I have to grind for this, I have to grind for that. And it's just sort of like what, you know, you grinding for levels and WoW, you kind of like that feeling. Like I'm grinding for like uh, Pinnacle Weapons in, in Destiny, or I'm grinding for Triumphs and stuff like that. Like, And um, I, I feel like it fits in well together, except for, you know, if it's timed right. You know, the reset days are both on Tuesday. Uh, it seems like, you know, expansions come out at the same time or big content pieces come out at the same time. Like I'm already, I, I've already like, Written off October as Shadow Keep month for me. I'm like, yeah. sorry guys, like, you know, I'm gonna be playing a crap ton of Shadow Keep. But then Do you hope five one is
1: November then? Do you hope five one is good November? I
0: hope, I hope <laughs> five one is either late October or early November because it's like I, I it's gonna be that's that's where it's hard to balance. Because I, I used to have this thing on my stream where I, I would do I I was able to time like sixty they were sixteen weeks between patches. So I'd have eight weeks of FF, and then eight weeks of something else. But then that didn't really work because then you'd have like, oh hey, season of season of the Drifter right here. I'm like, oh crap. <laughs> like that's not gonna work, is it? And so like that, and I'm a very, like again, I'm a passion driven gamer. Like there, there are things I'm gonna want more in Destiny, I'm gonna want more in 14, depending on where my community falls to. So um, I think they fill into each other very nicely, but you know, timing's timing. The month, you know, September, October, Patch months, reset days—they're—they're—they're they're, they're never really gonna kind of lay themselves out
1: the way you want them to. Chris, what do you think about what, what about that though? Because the idea—some people get upset by the idea that Yoshi P says, "Yeah, take breaks from the game." What do you think?
2: Um, so I think breaks are. Breaks are nice because what it says is like, here's the core content I want you to enjoy. So when you design a break, you say, okay, if people are going to play one class, they're going to get through, you know, this percentage of the content. So if they like PVP, they probably won't like, you know, this glamour event or whatever. And so you say, okay, we've got we've got 10 different kinds of food on the buffet and we know that statistically each player is only going to eat from like six of, of the plates here. And they're mostly going to eat from this one. And so you, when you say breaks, you design breaks around that casual player. So for the hardcore players that are like, well, then I'm going to be bored. Well, you're just going to have to eat from more plates. So, you know, people who are like, well, I like DvP and I like raiding, Savage and and I like having a house, and I like crafting. Well, don't you worry. Like, you're gonna have plenty to do in this game. Um, but if you find yourself saying, I don't want breaks and I only like raiding, whether whether a director says that or not, no game keeps up with, with hardcore raiders. The contents oh, no. like yeah. raid patches have to be set around something that lets people develop them on an affordable schedule and lets other players play through them. There would be so overwhelming if they came out with Savage and in two weeks later like, oh, you didn't clear that? Here's a new Savage. All of us would be like, what? I, I don't even know all the mechanics yet. So, that, I mean, there's there's a reason for the pace. I do think that as a gamer, it's it's a nice chance to do things like fit in WoW Classic. It's a nice thing to do, to like yeah. fit in at that Switch game that you're interested in playing or, or yep. whatever.
1: Do, I, do you think that makes for a, a healthier community?
2: I do. Um, I think that it gives you perspective. I think going to WoW Classic and seeing these things that I like will... Um, when going back to 14, I mean, I'm still, I'm still actively going to be checking in on 14 throughout the week, keeping my retainers flipped, maybe try to get my Eden clears each week. Uh, at least get my, my tanks fully geared out to reasonable levels of gear. Mm -hmm. Uh, that way when I come back at five, one, I'm ready, but I'm mostly going to be focused on classic for probably the next month or so here. And I think that when I come back, there'll be something really refreshing about like Oh well, now I have this, you know, newfound love for grinding. What a great chance to go knock out the rest of miner because my botanist and my uh, fisher are at cap, and my miner's not. My minor's in the mid seventies, so yeah. it's like well, I can knock that out in a few hours. A few hours, a few hours is nothing. So like you can come back and you can have this this newfound energy for things that maybe you couldn't you couldn't do on otherwise, yeah, um, or things that the game you took a break to play don't have. I mean, there will be no looking for groups. So maybe I'll have this desire to come back and just sit in roulettes all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's really that good of a feature, right? And I miss it that much, maybe it'll be fun to do that.
1: So I want to follow up with Avalon uh, regarding the concept, though, of kind of the community. Because it's like you look at 14 and you look at Destiny. Obviously, there's some threads in which that it is both are MMORPGs, especially as stated by the developers. Luke Smith calls yeah. it an action MMO, which is great. Uh, the uh, But as far as it goes from a community, like... Those are also two v- v- wildly different games, right? You know, you have like a JRPG, and then you also have that of a uh, a shooter. You know, in that yep. regard, it's like does how does the com- how does your community essentially respond? Uh, you know, to those two different, completely different types. Like, oh, you like anime? Well, I like westerns. Like, okay, great. This is the anime western show. You know. <laughs>
0: I, th- I think I'm my community's in a good place because you know i I don't my content isn't solely based on what I'm playing, so like they know they can get the same conversation out of me whether I'm playing you know fourteen or d two we we talk about fourteen while playing d two and vice versa that really depends on what they bring up but at the same time, like I know there are people that just watch me for one or the other, so I know who can i who I can expect to see. You know when I'm playing one or the other but it, you know as much as I've wanted as I've wanted to like schedule things out I'm horrible at that. I hate structure Authority even in when the authority is myself. I kind of hate that stuff So I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna kind of ride ride my wave here And if you want to come along with me on this journey, then sure, but if not then I'm sorry I'm just gonna have to rotate back whenever I get to it um, That seems to be where I'm most comfortable, but uh yeah, the community is sort of like they—they they know that I get into my my grindy phases. They know that I get into my addictions, and they—they're just kind of, you know, for the most part, glad to come along for the ride.
1: <laughs> so well, I'm you,
0: lucky. I'm lucky in that way.
1: So what would you take uh, from Final Fantasy XIV and actually implant it into the Destiny community?
0: Uh, I think it's mostly, you know, well, you said community. Hmm. I had I had this list of stuff. Uh,
1: <laughs> no, you can you can take community. You can take it out. It, I'm just saying, like. What would you take from fourteen? You know, like what? What are the things that you're just like, man? When you're playing Destiny, I wish I had X.
0: I wish I had different ways to experience like past content. Like it, it's funny because I'm taking like a best friend through DT for the first time, and you know she's playing through the, um, like the cutscenes and stuff. I'm like, oh, I haven't seen this cutscene in forever. But you can't like you don't have an unending journey like in in Destiny Two. Uh, as you do in fourteen, you can't relive those moments as easily. Um, with the with the community, uh, shucks, I I wish that you know I wish I could take six people onto a into a patrol area. I wish mm. I could you know take large yeah larger those larger teams. I wish there were larger pieces of content. I miss my Halo big map battle.
1: Oh praise so, God, yes, Amen, brother. I miss, <laughs> I miss I miss getting
0: into a tank and shooting people, or getting into a, you know a, you know a ship and just shooting people. Top down, you know, and and like I loved those parts of like the old Halo games and you know, they 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 definitely made I'd love those big teams sort of battled back in, you know. And I mean 14 has that with PvP, mm-hmm. you know, with like frontline and stuff like that. And I'd like that I'd I'd love to see that in D two. Just like just some of the more the larger bits because like D two has the possibility and can support a larger world when it comes to like storytelling and when it comes to you know, things like that. But I, I think they just you know, infrastructure-wise, technology-wise, they just haven't really, you know, flipped the switch on that yet. And mm-hmm. that's I'd really like to see them do. Like, just make the world feel bigger, make you feel a little bit smaller amongst all your peers. Uh, yeah, that would probably be the two things I'd wanna, I'd wanna see from fourteen to D two. Chris. Um. So from fourteen to D two,
2: uh, I wish there was was more of a way to kind of change between the classes. Mm. Um, logging out and kind of redoing that. That's something I always admire about 14 is that ability to like, if I'm waiting on you or if you say, Oh, I'm on my Hunter tonight. And I'm like, Oh, well my, I don't really want to play my Titan with you. So like I could just, just switch, uh, instead mm-hmm. of kind of having to log out. And I only say that as an Xbox player. So as an Xbox player, the load times in D2, uh, can be really frustrating. Mm-hmm. And so it would make it easier to kind of seamlessly, jump and say okay as long as you're in one of these safe zones on a map like as long as you're this close to a starting point or something you can just swap right out it's like, okay go to the nearest starting zone swap out jump back in yeah because uh, the the load out load out load in load in like that just takes forever
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> it does but that is a beautiful point about like the 14 being able to like oh you're you're playing a, a tank well, i'll switch over to healer or i'll switch yeah. over to dps like it just there's no like even in wow like you have to log out to your character and then you know do that so and, and then you have to travel it's like oh nope we're good i love that about 14. go ahead chris yeah.
2: uh i mean so we're gonna keep going so yeah. like i, I think that, uh going the other way one of the things i admire about d2 is that it's it's very arcade like when you just want to pick something up so like if right now um zoom went offline and we were like and zoom said it's gonna be down for 25 minutes and we're all Xbox players, or we're all PC players uh, until they get crossplay enabled. And we want to finish this podcast. We could all hop on and just knock out a strike. Mm-hmm. Do that. Doesn't matter that I'm a lower light level than Brian, and Brian's a lower level than other Brian. It, it does doesn't matter. <laughs> it, it you know, I, Avalon can come do more damage. That's fine. But I'm a decent shot. I play I play first-person shooters two to four hours a week every wednesday and and a couple and then like when i get a fascination with one i'll play you know an hour or two every night for like a week straight which is where you start to see improvement playing once a week just maintains your skill and so i'm i'm a decent i'm a decent shot so i'd have crappy gear but we could jump in and just handle it and uh that's something that like if i have a friend that wants to just hop into wow classic now i'm already i'm only level 17 i'm not level 60 and i already would be like Yeah, I'm not going to come back and play with you. And I feel the same in 14. Like, oh, well, I'm going to go. I want to jump in. Awesome. So I'm going to set you up on your ARR quests. I'm going to give you a bucket of money so you never worry about teleports or anything like that again. And I will see you in 300 hours. Like, (laughs) if you get to a dungeon in your story, let me know. I'll give you an instant cue. We'll go pop through that dungeon. If you have a question about a boss, I'll answer it. If you want to have an all-natural experience, I'll keep my mouth shut. I would love to see kind of you go, whoa, I didn't expect like, you know, this mechanic or whatever. Whatever you want. That's fine. But for the vast majority of that 300 hours, um, just text me when you need me. I'll be uh, somewhere you can't see me. Like, and that's so frustrating for the fact that like, Destiny makes it so easy to share that.
0: Well, I mean, they're gonna make it even easier because like when, you know, all three, (laughs) when all three of us log in on October 1st, we're all level 750. We're all Mm -hmm. like level 750. Like they're just like, oh, we're just doing that. Okay, cool. Like, I, I love just being able to tell people like you don't have to grind. No, really, you don't. I'm like telling Jen. I'm like, if you want my my wife, if you want to play Destiny with me, day one Shadow Shadow Keep, you can log in. We can we can do stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's something that's so nice. And I mean, I know they're like they're they're they want to compress ARR a bit in Mm 5.3, but it's still gonna be that sort of like infinitely growing game, which Luke said in his director letters that they don't want. Like they don't want this infinitely growing game because there's going to, you know, you're going to leave a trail of technical debt.
1: Right. Well, the question is, is do you want the vertical growth or do you want horizontal growth? Yeah. That's that's, yeah. You know, and right now 14 has a lot of vertical growth and that's not a bad thing. It has, I think, probably one of the best narratives. It's probably the one of the best uh, Final Fantasy games in the last 10, maybe even the last 20 years. Like it's just that good of a story, but that's vertical. And that also requires the investment to really get the payoff. You, it's nice that you can play Shadowbringers and have a really good story and really enjoy it. But mm-hmm. if you've been playing the game all this way, like it has that, it's even better. I yep. think I think uh, Stormblood, in my opinion, was not uh, like up to par. Like it just didn't resonate where I hoped it would. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's okay. Like a lot of people really like Stormblood. And, that, and I'm really glad that you can see within a community that people might like one thing over the other. And that's really great. But when I look at it, when I look at horizontal, it's where at some point, like, yeah, the level's capped. But there's all this other stuff to do, right? And one of the things that I've always wished to see within 14 is that concept of the uh, the level sync, where uh, the single battle, the single-player game that is that is Final Fantasy, that sits on top of the MMO, that is Final Fantasy 14. I wish that all that single-player stuff could be also multiplayer, where if we could level sync, and like if my friend or my, uh, you know, Brandon, my brother, came in and he decided that he won the play, I didn't have to either roll a new character or I could play my existing character and I could just be synced to him. We could go do all the stuff together. Um, You know, dungeons, which we can already do, but you know, just the quests, like all of it. If if it was just like, yep, let's go. That would be my ideal solution uh, over that of the jump potion where you don't have to do, you know, like uh, I think we, we saw skill up. He did it 362 hours. He also did, you know, he tried to, you know, do more things like that, that, that is only going to get larger, you know? And even if with uh, any kind of five, three squish, you know, I hope that they don't take quests out. I hope they just make them side quests, but it still doesn't necessarily make the game smaller. It just makes it oh. ideally more streamlined. Yeah. If I was going to put anything uh, from 14 into Destiny, uh, I would love to see, um, you know, more of that cross-play element, right? Because like y'all both hinted at it, you know, it's <laughs> that one of the beautiful things about it, to play on PlayStation, play on PC, uh, hopefully soon play on Xbox, play in the cloud, play whatever. It's like your character is your character. You can go play wherever you want to play. And that is something that is uh, even with Cross Save that Destiny just got, which is a huge addition. Should have been day one, mm-hmm. but I understand. Like there, you know, there's business and legal and all that weird stuff. But when and they say they're working on ideally crossplay. I think crossplay yep. is the future for these kind of games, uh, and that would be ultimately where I want to see it because I think that builds a stronger community. Because when we ask like, hey, how how is the community gonna be better? Play where you want to play, man. Like yeah, we're all playing the same game. The the second thing I would take. It would be something along the lines of the free company like we have a clan system but it's very basic and very basic very and it basic. will i want to see that expanded upon i want to see clan quests i want to see things that as it like we are working towards certain things within the clan right now uh but it's that uh it, it seems very basic and i would love to see them expand upon that to help continue to th- build those communities in the game itself one of the cool things about the clan is that it's actually crossplay. We have the work-to-game clan in Destiny, and it's on mm-hmm. PC, PlayStation, and, and, and Xbox. And if somebody does the raid on PC or PlayStation, everybody gets credit. You know, it, yep. it's like everybody great benefits agreement. from mm-hmm. it. And it's so, so great. And hopefully we'll see that that continue on. So what would we... Um, I know, I think, before the podcast, Avalon, you said you had a lot of things that you would take from Destiny and put into Final Fantasy XIV. I, too, have asked Yoshi P this. We asked him in, in our interview, and I used Destiny as a reference for my item. But I want to know your list. What would you so, take from Destiny to 14?
0: Gosh, uh, there are a couple. Like, I think I think one of the things that has really kept me in Destiny 2 is the the Triumph system. Like, I mean, we have achievements in 14, but they're very basic, like you know Xbox 360 level achievements. Whereas in Destiny, it's like there is a real challenge, and you know, there's that there's that score that you get that that actually matters. And I mean, 14 is 14 has tried to do that. But they don't have you display that in any way. They haven't, they don't like this is how much I play the game, or this is how much I've crafted. You get that one little image of like you unlocked this, but you know, there's there's no way to see that all. And they don't really support the achievement system as much as I think they should. And the 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 destiny one, like the fact that they tie, tie um achievements to like actual things that you want. Like, I don't like any of the crowns I get for achievements in 14. Like, the only things I really go for are the mounts, and that's it. you can only go for the mounts if you're a tank. Like, people would ask me, like, you know, that are new to the game, hey, you know, do, do white mages get mounts for achievements? I'm like, no. Like, they just don't support it as much. Uh Better PvP, I'd like,
1: oh, oh, oh,
0: oh, yeah. like, more varied PvP, PvP, like... It, it's like what Chris was saying before, just the fact that I can we, we can even just go into Crucible, do a couple games, get really frustrated, and then leave. Whereas in 14, it's like, oh, hey, Rival Wings, that was great. Uh, we need to, it's like, well, you can go on a Discord to get, I'm like, this, this is like the, the support around PvP, and I hope they change that in 5.1. We don't know what they're going to be doing in 5.1. Right. So, like, you know, I hope they kind of revitalize that a little bit.
1: They divide it, the like on that note, just to jump in, they, it's like, oh, you got Rival Wings, Frontlines, Feast. Like all of a sudden, you have a small community because you don't have cross data center matching, and then you divide them up against that different content itself. And so then it's like, because I go and I said like Destiny back to that first thing, how does it pair with well 14? Most of my Destiny time is PvP. Like I mm-hmm. love it. It's broken, especially right now. I'm really yep. excited about October 1st. But I'm that that's like okay. So it's like yeah, I'm not PvPing in 14. I totally would. I'm just like yeah, PvP Destiny. 14 pve like i would do the pve stuff but it was like that was never really the main draw but yeah like absolutely and then when i go look at the with it in 14 it's like oh a 30 minute queue well the reason why it's a 30 minute queue is because people see it's a 30 minute queue chris and i talked about this two years ago where it's like just tell me in a pve a pvp what you need do you need a healer a dps a tank i don't care i'll come as that we have yep. that as a venture need on PVE. We don't have it on PvP. I will play. I just want to play. I just want to play. Anyway,
0: and and up. also things to just like to go after. Like again, in in PvP, you have the you have the pinnacle weapons and that you can that you can chase after. You can chase after things. The Garo event was amazing, and we talked about this. Like the Garo event was amazing for PvP, and revitalized that. People are still working on making sure that they have their mounts and they have all the gear they want before they you know before it goes away in five point one. And I like I really hope they have that like, things to chase for. Um, Other things that I really want in 14, like, the concept of Destiny's lore books. Like, I don't want to have to wait two years to get a new Encyclopedia Orsia. There's so much lore, like, I want to be able to re-experience, like, to to be able to just read stories. Not on a website, (laughs) not not you know, the stories of Shadow or the stories from the the wars, like, on a website. I want that in-game. I want to be consumed by it. I want to have, like, Ethis be like, you know, my name is Vife and, like, just scroll through screens in the game telling me about the story of fourteen and, like, you know, I think that's a great opportunity for Koji to, you know, Koji and Oda-san and everybody to just kind of, like, enrich the game with not just, like, a, uh, with an, you know, unending journey, but just to have, like, more material to jump into because it's all, there's so much text in fourteen that it all can be lost. You know, and, and you like sometimes like we were talking about this yesterday in cast like the rising for instance Like you get such amazing feels out of the rising events every single year But then you lose them to time Because they don't they don't archive them in any way where in destiny They have all this lore that you can go back to you can read you can reference you can remember when you see something else uh, Imagine if that was a thing for ARR lore After shadowbringers like to be able to go back to those lore books if they had them and be like oh my god Like this is what he meant Instead <laughs> of having to play through Praetorium and be like, oh, I hate the, Oh, wow. Okay. Now I notice the things. Oh, I still hate yes. this.
1: If you collected them, then I would yeah. actually click on them. I see the lore stuff and I'm like, yeah, no one's going to want me to read this. We need it. To- I need to keep pulling, you know? Yeah. And if it's like, oh, click, you've added this to your collection. And then it's like, you, ha- you end up just like with the orchestra rolls, just with all the other collection mechanics within 14, yeah. like a-, a-, a collection of the lore and everything that's written. So, yeah, that's yeah, I I actually, love that. I never yeah. thought about that. Imagine if you had
2: a self-earn when you collect the last book, you trigger the ability to watch a cutscene that you can't
0: watch otherwise. That would be... I, th- I think they went the right way with like sort of the role quest, but then it's like role quest, you got to level up how many jobs? Okay. Still working on that myself. I think, so the last thing I had on my list here um, is at least the way I view the D2 community versus the 14 community. Mm-hmm. The D2 community is very much, how do we break this encounter? versus the 14 community which is this is what's required to clear it and if you don't have this you can gtfo i love watching like you know there was the solo there was the solo clear of riven and like if people want to go that far to clear riven if they want to be just a three-person team a two-person team a one-person team and just completely break the game awesome i get to watch it it's great content but if i don't but if i have a ninja and you know if like I was talking, my my wife is a ninja, always been a ninja, always will be. The fact that I kind of have to give her a look when she's like, I, I'm interested in Savage content, but I have a ninja. And I'm Wait just like, oh, I'm sorry, babe. Like, I shouldn't have to say that to her, though. Like, I should yeah. be able, like, I want to be able to take her into, I could take her in a ribbon and be like, you can be whatever you want. We can make it work. And like 14 has that, but the community doesn't support that the community drives this you got to be this because i don't have the time to wait for you to do something else whereas in destiny it's like i spent we spent 18 like hours on riven when we were day one in last or trying to weekend one last wish it's the best thing i ever did because you know what we were able to switch stuff i was never told oh i need to be a warlock right now because i need well yeah you know, but I can go into fourteen and be like, "Oh, you know what? Dark Knight sucks." Like that was like before, you know, before 5.0 and nobody respected the damn job. Yeah. It was like oh, you got to be a paladin. I'm like, really, really? I have to be the I have to be this in order to clear this? Yeah. No, that that's not. I don't accept that. Really- I don't accept that that view on on it. And that's what kind of scares me away from rating because I'm like, I don't want to have to be something you want me to be. I want to clear this, which is why like when the uh, the ultimate stuff happened and you know yukov or Oo was uh, was was cleared by dark knight i was just like yep <clears throat> he did it because he wanted to he wanted to play that and he made and he cleared it and i just wanted to shut of like everybody up I'm like, dude, yeah. just when play people, what you want to play. When
1: people serve the meta, it is wow. it is a uh, sad. Like the meta, I think is always should be used for the community uh, to better that. You like, okay, cool. It's good to have an idea of what it is. But whenever people like, okay, if you're not in you know service to the meta, then you can't play with us. It's like, oh, that breaks my heart. It really does. And it's, it's like, yeah. I'm like, yo, yeah, play what you want to play. And that's always fun, especially like in real art, In regards to Dark Knight, everybody was like, you know, crapping all over it. And then it's like the first tank to actually clear the ultimate like back in the thing and it's like i and the guy's like i just like playing the dark knight like yeah i loved it
0: i don't that was was me that was like all my energy was in that dude right
1: there i just Mm -hmm. i loved it final fantasy from a breaking the meta mold like even with 11 uh i mean this probably existed in 11 and it was always fun i played with a friend and we were always just trying to break the meta i remember back in 1.0 like we 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 the meta was one thing, and then somebody went in with like one tank and seven black mages and beat Garuda before she even did her ultimate move. And they had that they had to change it, but it was like okay, like you you have go ahead and do your meta. We're gonna go and just try different ways and find. And then every time you break the meta, it always then tries to become the new meta. So then everybody's like, okay, we're gonna go in one tank, five, seven black mages. So they'll they'll yeah, have to I, change it. Titan, uh, yeah. yeah, summoner used to be able to, to tank uh, Rama because you could have. Aggie, uh, be the tank so people would go in without a tank and have the summoner with titan uh, <laughs> and that's what it was and they had to change that and obviously you can't do that today anymore uh, anything else you want to take from uh, destiny put it in plan into 14
0: i think that's like mostly the stuff that i would i would want to put in uh just a lot of the i think like what you were saying it can be reduced to like the one word the collection mentality from destiny 2 is so addicting that i i, I would like, I don't want to collect levels, I want to collect things, you know, glamour is the end game,
1: mm.
0: you know, but I don't want to have to collect money to, to, you know, to craft that, you know, it's like there's so much RNG involved, whereas in, in Destiny, like, if I work hard enough, if I put enough time into something, I will eventually get that pinnacle weapon, I will get that pinnacle gear. I got all three pieces, all three sets of, um, of solstice gear. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of that. Like I took yeah. it took me a crap ton of time, but I did it and I'm happy about it. And I'm going to get to take that, that stuff into shadow keep. So I wish, I wish 14 had more of that stuff.
1: Chris, what do you think? What would you take from destiny? Cause you, you just recently came back. We were, we've been playing it prior to wow. Well, Classic. Uh, what would you take from destiny and playing it into final fantasy 14?
2: So I mean, I, I, I mean, I said the arcade thing when you came around to me the first time. Um, so I, I I really just I really just like how easy the game is to play. I don't have any questions, but I don't know that Final Fantasy or WoW can learn from that easily because with a shooter it's fairly simple, right? Mm-hmm. I need my bullets to hit the target. It it you know, we joke about it in our Halo nights all the time when somebody has a bad round and then we see that their accuracy is 15% lower than everybody else's. We're like, well, I don't need to let you in on something, but like, if you hit the target, they die more. Uh, and so like, that's really simple, as opposed to like rotations are really abstract. And so if 14 it's not something Destiny has, but it is something 14 would need to keep up with, that is the role quests were cool, but they still have yet to teach me how to play the game. People are like, well, well, people whose story skip aren't going to know how to play the game. The story doesn't teach you how to play the game. The role quests don't teach you how to play the game. The class quest didn't teach you how to play the game. If you wanna know how to play the game, the only way is is group content. The trusts are the closest they have gotten to teaching us how to play our job. And it's because if you fail to do your task, if you fail to perform your role, the trust will fail and you will be reset and you can do it as many times as you want. They will never get frustrated. Now they just need a feedback mechanism to tell you, hey, you know, we've got you at an F rating or a C rating or a B rating or an A rating or an SS rating or whatever to start helping you write some PvP style like post action report, at least at a minimum when you're with Trusts, preferably when you're with other players as well, that says, compared to other black mages, You know, your DPS is a little low. You're getting hit by a lot of avoidable damage. And, you know, a good bit of that can be tracked down to that you, you know, you're not using enough of spell X or, or whatever, something to give me a starting point. Now, whether or not I want to improve, that's fine. Put the ball in my court. But right now I feel hopeless in these and in destiny, I don't in destiny. I, I understand real simple, like. If I'm getting more of their their you know critical kills, headshots. That's not always the head, but if I'm effectively getting head precision kills, there's the word. If I'm getting precision kills, I'm doing better. If I'm getting kills, I'm doing better. I can see my desk, that post action report, and that really simple to understand mechanics is something I admire
1: hmm so i think for me the one thing i would take and this is kind of what we uh asked Yoship about is kind of the the concept of the glamour level in regards that once you hit level cap that xp still has value and then ever as you level up in destiny and then once you hit cap you're still getting xp and then you just get these you know you get the engrams you get the ingrams, a little like hey, yeah, here's some stuff uh you know and it's like that's what i would love to see within 14 i would like it to even kind of just add some kind of fake level because xp isn't necessarily that value uh, valuable but whenever you are at cap it has no value whatsoever and so content that awards xp is less valuable quests especially with the level sync quests like that system they did in shadowbringers genius like i love it i can go just pick up all the quests on my alts work through them have fun but fates like all of that like they added some value to it but if, if xp didn't lose value then even if I'm at cap, then all of a sudden, if I hit Glamour level one on Warrior, it's like, I would love to see the merit point system from Final Fantasy XI brought in, but I don't think the mindset of the uh, Final Fantasy 14 being a game you can take breaks from works with the concept of what a merit point is. So you have to make it Glamour based. You have to bring in like that currency, which that fates now have the, at least the new fates so that you're like, Hey, yeah, I'm doing something extra with it. And it's yeah. just a thank you because anytime especially on a challenge log like whenever you're at cap and you oh i voted for this person oh challenge complete for the week you're like zero oh, no. xp no por qué? uh that's you know, just like so frustrating and that's what yeah. i like about destiny it's like great oh cool i gotta i gotta you know and you still get that you know that that hey check it out Contra-, you know thanks for continuing to play this game yeah. and it's not re- I, like required in my mind so it's optional if they tied
0: the mog station in in some way if i could if be, like i know so many people in my community that would just be like so like if they would they would grind these dungeons out so they could get like cuz you have the concept of like engrams and bright dust and mm-hmm. stuff so it's like you don't need to pay money you can just play the game and it's like wow has that with like being able to buy a subscription time with gold right so it's like if you ever happen to be good at this you can buy subscription time so you can earn stuff you can like earn glamour without actually having to pay for it. Mm-hmm. I think options should be there. Even if people don't take it. Like I, I I have my I have my silver that I buy every season because I want I just want everything. I wanna collect stuff. But I know there are people that want certain things, so they'll They'll, you know, get rid of some exotics that they don't need anymore, since you can pull them out of collections, and they'll get bright dust, mm-hmm. and then they'll buy and they'll buy those things just for the sake of having played. And they're gonna, they're, and Destiny is doubling down on that by having bright dust be something that you can get from bounties. Mm-hmm. So they're encouraging you to play the game and then be rewarded by with stuff that other people would pay money for.
1: Yeah, and the fact that they're also letting you do a la, a la carte and not separating the community from the content, so Chris can come to the moon even if he doesn't get Shadow Keep. So ideally the goal of it is becomes that sales pitch as opposed to this walled off garden saying, Hey, it's really nice over here. You just trust me and throw over $60 and I'll let you in as opposed to like, dude, no, it's really nice over here. You want like, come check it out. Oh, you want to go do this stuff too? Okay. Well now it's a little bit, I think an easier sales pitch because it is your quote unquote subscription. You're just opting into what content you want to reward, right? It's It's the best feedback mechanism The dollar as opposed to a form post or a twitter rant like oh man i wish you know like ragnarok online would just do x like they're not listening to that they're following like oh people really responded to this the the content was good they played it and they paid for it great let's make sure because that's that's a win in in both books right where it's like yep company continues to go on and they're making game more game great uh, you know and then you could keep playing and paying now I gotta, I'm got. going to shift over for uh, kind of an interesting question because we talked about five one. Uh, we talked about five one. hopefully late October early November uh, time frame uh, are you excited about like the potential Blue Mage changes with one? because when we talk about it Blue Mage has been very uh, you know like it was this really like exciting thing and then all of a sudden it's like hey it's limited and now they have these things have you played it at all or are you interested in what 5.1 is going to bring? I haven't gotten my blue mage to fifty yet.
0: Oh, right. But what level is like your
1: blue mage? Thirty-one.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, like, I'm I'm excited at the concept, and uh, you know, I still need to try, you know, the um the mass uh mass carnival for myself and mm. and stuff like that. But I I think it it'll be interesting to see blue mage the blue mage level cap brought up, so then you can see blue mages in in Heavensward content and you know breaking breaking things in there. Uh, Other than that, like I guess I don't really have a a great purview on um, on what they're what will be changing. Other than just like, oh, this goes up, you can learn more skills, cool.
1: So I'm hopeful that we get to see them. You know, like I think they'll they'll probably take them to level sixty, and that'll be cool. But I hope that we get to see them actually start to enter in more content. I don't want the matchmaking. I think matchmaking is you can't have player agency and matchmaking and have a, a healthy community i think mm-hmm. you can have one or the other like it and that's where i think a lot of people have drawn uh, criticism of 14 and modern mmos where that's what bringing it all back full circle to Wild WoW classic it's gonna be interesting to see like if people stick around with it do people really like uh player agency or yeah. do they like uh <laughs> or do they ultimately like convenience and that's the battle that's being waged so i'm really interested to see what they do with blue uh uh, blue mage because if they can just get it into the palace of the dead i think that's a lot of fun content for that for blue mages to kind of go play around with but you can't do the matchmaking which is fine but it's a matter of like how do you then give them the spells and how do they do that so hopefully we get to see some fun stuff with them um you know with this patch and they said every major patch. Going forward, they're going to increase its level. What limited, like uh, so, Blue Mage is a limited job, like in fourteen. <laughs> and, in, and what limited job would you like to see introduced next? They tease Beastmaster and Puppet Master, but it doesn't have to be either of those two.
0: I, I actually, Beastmaster is interesting, like just having a different take on the pet idea, or just being able to use that. I think they have so many amazing, like creatures in fourteen that you know, being able to have some type of control over them. Um or being able to use them in battles would be really, really cool to see into something that's really different. Um uh, yeah, other than that, yeah, I pretty I'm pretty much on the same on the same page when it comes to like mm-hmm. other limited jobs I'd wanna I'd wanna
1: see. I think uh, Chris's camera froze, but I I think I can hear him clicking, so I don't know if his uh, his mic is back, but uh we'll find out here in a minute. The <laughs> um I think for me, like I would love to see like a, a time major or type of healer kind of brought into that system. I ultimately want to see you know four di- different limited jobs that people can build out interesting um interesting uh, party comps yeah uh, to see kind of them try to attack different uh, different content but even back to kind of the merit point uh, system even Zoila in our chat right here is talking about uh get rid of overmelding and add in the merit points to replace it etc um i think a merit point system could actually really thrive in the limited system because mm-hmm. then it's like okay it's not required for what people consider the you know the main content which is the savage raids right but then all of a sudden it's like you have all of this this whole other world that you can open up into these systems it's the same thing with uh when we talk about what to bring from destiny into 14 yeah like it would be so great if like blue mage at 50 you're not 50 but if you're at 50 oh 51 well you're not you don't actually level up but yeah you can start earning merit points and you can start customizing out your job even more because when you take out matchmaking Like just go nuts, let people go nuts. And if it's not doing the current content or have a risk of breaking the, you know, the end game, the, like the 5.0 raid, I honestly wish they would, they would let them get up and always be one patch behind. So in 5.1, they could do 5.0 stuff, but that's my wish. (laughs) We'll have to wait and see what ultimately happens with it. Now, uh, my final question, as we, as we start to kind of wind down, as we come up to our hour here is how do you balance your playtime? You said earlier, kind of 80-20 is where you're at right now. When mm-hmm. you're looking, you're talking about two different major grindy games. Um, what, like, how, how is it that, like, when you, when you look at it, like, as a content creator, do you even, you know, <laughs> like, would you recommend that? Or would you recommend, is it easier just to focus in on one game?
0: I mean, it really depends. Like, I think like we were talking about this a little bit before before the cast started and it it really depends on what I sort of want out of each game um you kind of ho- you kind of I kid you. <laughs> you kind of hone in on um on what you want out of it and like you know Shadowbringers was such a great story and so I you know I I realized that I really like the story bits and you know like i i feel like maybe i got omni 60 way back when because i needed stuff to do in 14 and i you know i used that as a way to fill content mm-hmm. but now since i have an, an entirely different game that i can also go to my mind is being pulled to that and all the things i can do there but you know there's some things i want to do and, and like i know i'll never really want to do savage Raiding unless there's i have a really specific team that i can go in with right like a ha- like i i have to be pickier i think that's really what it is if you have more than one game but you're not a variety streamer, like then you have to you have to be really picky about what you want out of that game. Cause you can't get everything out of both.
1: What what is a variety streamer? Because I've heard that 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 phrase brought up. I've heard it brought up alongside of like <laughs> if we had the expression like a titty streamer of like oh well uh, like, yeah, yeah, you know, it's yeah. like there there's these Essentially, categories that people put into these these into streams as mm-hmm. as a streamer as your as yourself. What do you consider yourself as, and what are these definitions? Because I believe it's somebody who just plays a lot of different games, but like it just seems like people are actively making a decision
0: mm-hmm. whether
1: they're going to be one or not. And I don't I don't get that logic. It's- Educate me. <sighs>
0: So the the whole at least the way I see it, the whole variety streamer thing is just this like it's an ephemeral sort of like you like your games are ephemeral, like you're just and I think everybody sort of has the game type that they like to focus into. Um so like there's no true variety in that like like that you're gonna be playing absolutely everything that comes out. Like people mm. there are gonna be people that are gonna focus in on retro games, people that only focus in on the triple A's, people that have only focus in on roguelikes and stuff like that. Um so there are different levels of that, but um that the variety streamer is very much a broadcaster that's focused on, you know, people are coming there because of the person that's on the screen because of the talking head and it doesn't matter what game they're playing. They always come for the talking head and that's why you see it usually tied to people who, who, whose business model is more, uh, kind of selling themselves as a product rather than the experience that they're trying to provide. Okay. So like, you know, some people will go to, you know, you have the people that are, you know, top of the directory on WoW because those are the people that you would go to to watch WoW. But if they were to play something else, like maybe League of Legends or maybe Fortnite, then, you know, you'd have somebody else that you'd want to go to. The variety streamer is somebody who can play anything. and Or I guess the true top variety streamers are the ones who can play anything and they'll have that same audience come out because they're just there for the, um they're just there for that person. Okay. That's what I, that's what I believe it is do you, do you need to be that no i think you can you can have that same type of environment um with one or with one or two games it's just really trying to find your comfort level i think i think a lot of people are just very concerned with trying to find the way to the top and so the easiest way the easiest way to do that is to try and emulate so a lot of people started emulating stuff and we've seen and it didn't work for them because a new game would come out and you just get you know stuffed to the bottom of the directory so that doesn't feel good you kind of just find games that you're comfortable with and finding that comfort level, then you can have, at least have a foundation to build off of.
1: Okay.
0: That's I could talk about that forever. Though, well, so. <laughs> and if you have
1: a, a few minutes, we'll like, like after we wrap the podcast, maybe we'll let Chris reset and come back. Cause I'd like to talk to you a little bit about that uh, kind sure. of post show. If you have a little bit of time, of course, um, let's go ahead and uh, like, let's kind of wrap up because it is uh, it is time to do so. Uh, so do you have any final thoughts um, that you'd like to share about this or anything we talked about on the on the podcast regarding uh you know 14 destiny WoW classic and then also at the same time uh where can people find you like uh, make sure you let people know where you're at
0: all right well i'm really like at to close all of it i'm just really in a happy place like you know it's the the whole touchy-feely thing but it's you know having having the year of shadows be what it is have it seeing seeing 14, you know, entering the sort of golden age of 14 that we're, we're, we're seeing and hopefully it continues with 5.1, 6.0 and beyond. And now like seeing Bungie free from Activision and being able to make their own choices and have that autonomy that they've sort of always wanted. It seems like they're freeing. It's like, I am so happy. And I mean, I've been following square and I wanted to work for square when I was really young and I've been following Bungie since, you know, Halo one. So it's like, I'm just really proud to be supporting these two companies at this point in time. And I think like, I I can't really ask for anything else. I'm not, I'm not looking for anything else. I my my schedule is filled and I'm glad it's filled with just two games yeah. and whatever else I get to play from those companies. Um, but yeah, I think uh, we're in a really, really interesting place for gaming because, you know, we like for going back to the wow topic, mm-hmm. you know, it has been 15 years. So you have a lot of people that are sort of growing up in, 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 uh, and in situations where like want to experience that nostalgia. But like, what does that nostalgia mean in the purview of 2019? What does that mean today? And I think we're going to have, I think I really hope, Like, I, re- I really want to see WoW Classic succeed too. Because I want a reset back to what matters to gamers. Mm-hmm. And like Bungie is showing that. And, you know, Square is showing that they can listen to that stuff. So to see Blizzard do the same thing would be amazing. Because I think Blizzard is starting to lose a little bit of relevance. Yeah. Under the corporate veil. And, like, to see other companies do things like like this so freely, it's I just want to see Blizzard become the best company they can be to serve the gamers, which is what they've always wanted to do, rather than, like, corporate interests or stockholders or things like that. Uh, other than that, yes, uh, I'm Avalon Star. You can find me on all the social medias as uh, AvalonStar. Avalon uh, Star. I am a passion driven gamer, and I like, uh, I like the title. <laughs> I, I just came up with that right before the cast, and like I'm just a just a normal, normal geek who likes to likes to game and talk with people and discuss things like this, and uh yeah. I just like to talk <laughs> twitch.tv slash avalon and youtube i do youtube videos as well every now and then not definitely not as much as these two and uh but usually focused on ui in 14 and coming soon in destiny 2 as well
1: so guys check him out all of the links will be in the description of this video and beyond below be sure to give him a follow give him a shout out And check him out. He's got really great content, really great community uh, to be a part of. And so we're really happy to have him on the podcast today. So we've got lots of plans right now. We're just really focusing in on guides uh really just trying to help teach people how to use the the controller within 14 and how essentially like for me like as i'm playing a returning to destiny like how to get people back into it because new light's going to be an interesting kind of starting point Mm -hmm. so just the fact that like i have such a passion for both games it's awesome to be able to sit down with brian here and have that that love of like these games are great and they're so different and that's a beautiful thing because they they both appeal to me in that regards because it's like i think uh, to be able to have that variety ends up being such a value. Just uh, you don't have to be a variety streamer, but just to have the something variety. else, just yeah. to compare. Like, oh, I like this about this. I like this about that. But uh, we're also on YouTube, Twitch, Mixer, Twitter, all the all the socials. You can find our links in the description below. We just recently created a Casually Hardcore Podcast Highlights channel, which you will be seeing clips from this podcast up on there as well and beyond. So be sure to go uh, hit the link, check out the highlights channel. Hopefully, you guys sub to it. We're trying to get to it, uh, to a thousand subscribers at some like, over here in the next couple of months. We've already, I think, we're coming up on a like four hundred. It's just it's mind boggling just how nice. the community's responded for that um i'm Since Chris is, uh, we'll have to head let him restart here in a second, but I'm going to go and do the, the main outro. Uh, join us next week, guys, where we have Smofie on the podcast, going to be talking more about video games, MMORPGs, and Final Fantasy XIV. So we're really excited about that. And obviously, if we missed our last podcast, we had Xandri talking about the story of Shadowbringers. Really, hopefully, you guys we'll dive in and uh, check out our podcast and check out the link for the for the playlist below. But beyond that, for Work to Game, Brian and Chris and Avalon Star, <laughs> thank you so much for watching this podcast. We hope you have a fantastic week and we'll see you next time.
0: Take care.